I'm not giving up. I continue to uh, seek out experts um, in both a kind of a classical medical context, but also, you know, trying to tap into that research side of things. This runs radio episode 1024 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, we got a new sponsor today. Exciting time. Sound the, sound the, the trumpets and uh, ba 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 ba. Welcome, Victory Co. to the show. Uh, a new startup, new, a new company that is all about turning your medals into something that you can kind of wear around with you. All the time, not just not just in that twelve to twenty four to maybe forty eight hours post race where uh, you know it, it feels good to wear the medal. You cross the finish line, you you earned the bling, and now you want to show it off. Hey, we all want to show it off, but at some point, you know, the medal kind of goes on the wall or goes in the drawer or whatever the case may be, and uh, you know that's kind of it which is kind of kind of depressing when you stop and think about it. But enter Victory Co., where they, they take your medals as inspiration to create unique one-of-a-kind charms that then goes on a charm bracelet type of situation where now you're wearing these these reminders of the work you did, the, the trips you took, the finish lines you crossed, maybe the PRs you set um, with you, you know, on the regular. You can pr- pretty much wear them every day if you're so inclined. And, you know, you always kind of can have that that... Those, those feelings, those memories right there with you, uh, no, no matter where you go, what you do. You can even dress up. You know, who, where else can you, can you dress up and have that finish line feeling with you? Like, you can't really wear your, your medal to church. I mean, I guess you could wear your medal to church. But, but you know, business, business casual, maybe you can wear your medal. I don't know. But, but with, with a, a charm bracelet, with all of your race uh, finishes, and, and, or at least the highlights, whatever you want to put on it and create with, with the charms, uh, you can wear it literally anywhere. Church, work. Uh, I don't know, just lounging around on vacation, where, wherever you would wear a charm bracelet, you can wear it. And uh, Amy and the crew over at Victory Co-, Co are putting these together. Like I said, brand new, brand new business, just getting started, just getting up off the ground, and, and excited to be able to help spread the word for them. So if you're looking for a bracelet that is unique as you are and designed to harness harness those finish line feels forever. Head over to Instagram and give them a follow at Create My Victory, or you can also visit the website createmyvictory.com and uh, get on the pre-sale list. Get yourself, you know, see all the, the the photos and the details and things that they've got going on. I'm also sharing some stuff sporadically on my on my social media to help spread the word as well. Um, and if if you're like, yes, this is awesome. This is this is something that I would like, or maybe a gift for this somebody in your life that might like it. Uh, one way or the other, make sure you use the code DizRuns at, at uh, checkout. You save yourself 15%. All right, so createmyvictory.com is the website. Create my victory on Instagram. DizRuns at checkout saves you 15%. Uh, thanks to Victory Co. for sponsoring today's episode. And now, without any further ado, let's get on with today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today, I'm reconnecting with someone that... Uh, was on the show back in the day, back in 2016, I believe it was episode 230. So it's it's been a while, um, and and you know sometimes it's it's funny how things happen because I kind of 
almost lost lost track of of today's guest a little bit and then randomly the algorithm on one of the social medias threw a post of his in front of me the other day and i said holy cow we need to catch up uh because like for all of us a lot has changed in the last six ish years um and perhaps no change has been bigger or maybe even more dramatic for for today's guest than his uh battle with long covid and how that's obviously impacted his running and, and quite frankly his life i don't know how much of his life stuff we'll get into but certainly get it, how it has impacted his running over the last couple of years so uh no shortage of things to get into today and uh, i'm excited to to get going with it and it's a pleasure to welcome mr ty godwin back for uh, round two today so uh, thanks for coming back and joining us again ty really appreciate it hey danny great to great to be back and i I'll apologize again. I, I, I think I mentioned on Twitter, um, I ran into an old friend and it came across as Denny's old. I'm like, no, it's old isn't in the context of it was four years ago. Well, it, it works out well because as it, as it were, um, as we're recording this, I just turned 40 like a week and a half ago. So I guess that officially makes me old, right? Like I'm, I'm at okay. that point you're, where you're, you're, a, you'll, you're, you can wear the t-shirt. Yeah, I can wear, I, I'm a master now. So uh, I am, I am officially old, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to reconnect and, and thank you for making the time today. And uh, y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation and you want to kind of follow more of, of Ty's journey, where he's at, see some places about where he's been before and, and even look back on uh, our first episode. If you, if you missed that one, which I'll forgive you for missing an episode from, you know, 600 or from six years ago, almost 800 episodes ago, uh, seeking bostonmarathon.com is Ty's website. Uh, on Instagram, you can find him there with the same handle at seeking Boston Marathon. And on Twitter, thanks to uh, character restrictions, he's got a little bit different handle there. It's at seeking Boston, then the number 26 MI for 26 miles. So at seeking Boston 26 MI on Twitter. Uh, and again, like I said earlier, our first episode was episode 230, which you may or may not be able to get in your podcasting app, but you can definitely get it on the website, disruns.com slash 230. And the show notes for today. All, all, all of these things, but you know, we got to, we got to make sure everything's uh, publicized. Uh, disruns.com slash one zero two four disruns.com slash one zero two four. We'll get you back to the show notes for today. Links, photos, the whole nine as per usual. So uh, Ty, the way we always start off the show is the same way we started off six years ago or whatever it's been now um, with, with a question that's relatively simple and straightforward. Maybe your answer's changed. Maybe it's still the same. Maybe you remember what you said back then. Maybe you don't. Uh, but one way or the other, that's how we'll get started and we'll, we'll take it from there. And that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Wow. Uh, I don't think that, uh, well, the one thing that's changed is I'm, I'm not currently running. We'll get into that. Um, it, but uh, runners are very goal-driven. Um, so my goal is to get back to running. But uh, I believe that the half marathon still remains uh my my favorite distance um you know the marathon everyone hates somewhere around mile 20 to 26 um you regret having signed up for a race um uh i, I think there's maybe one marathon uh, where i didn't actually bonk um a 5k uh, if you do it uh, you know competitively and aggressively you want to throw up at the end uh, i think the half marathon is my sweet spot i think it's my my uh my most optimal performance you know i i boast a 129 half um which i'm proud of but you know that that's a bit in the rearview mirror at the moment yeah it's uh that is what you said before for pretty much all the all the same reasons although i would i would and I, i'm not discounting the answer by any stretch but i feel like if you're really racing hard um 
whatever the distance was always that stretch, you know, for, for me in the half marathon, if I'm really pushing it, it's like mile nine through maybe 10 and a half, something like that, where I'm still a little ways away from the finish line, but, uh, there's some fatigue starting to build up. And certainly in the marathon, you get to mile 20, 21. Yeah. That's, that's a struggle, but even in the, yeah, even in the 5k shoot, like you said, 5k hard from the, from the drop, but that second mile in the 5k, maybe up to about two and a half, like, Ooh, that's, that's rough going, but yeah, the the half marathon, definitely a, a great distance. And, uh, you know, it, always, always curious to know when, if, if people's uh, thoughts have changed over time, but uh, clearly, clearly you're still locked in on the half marathon. So um, at least as, as something to try to get back to, like you said, we'll get into not running much uh, these days, but um, just kind of curious to, to, to connect a few dots and, and to maybe not go back through the whole story um, as far as kind of the early days of your running and leading up to 2016, obviously your fondness for the Boston marathon, which is something we talked about in depth back then. And, can still see that that's, you know, all of the, the, the website and the, the social media handles all related to seeking the Boston marathon. Um, but you know, maybe the, the, the time frame from, you know, whenever we kind of wrapped up the, uh, the previous conversation, 2016 ish, somewhere in there to, you know, kind of closing out 2019 before all the COVID stuff really started to blow up. And obviously before, before it, you got, got sick with it. Um, what was, what was, you know, maybe the Cliff's notes version of, of running for that, you know, couple three, three year period. Yeah, I'm glad you teed it up that way, Denny, uh, because I, I I wound up uh, entering probably, not probably, I, I entered the most rewarding phase of my, I, I call it a running career. Wouldn't it be great if it was our career? Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of us say. Um, in that, um, almost by happenstance, I, I, I got connected with uh, um, a young gentleman named... Uh, Liam Gutierrez, uh, through, uh, I run for Michael, which is, um, a lot of runners, uh, stumble onto that. It's a bit of a, kind of an online pen pal, uh, for pe- people with special needs, not necessarily kids. Uh, Liam's now 22. Um, but you, you go out, you know, run three miles, post a, post a sweaty selfie and, and, uh, you know, they going to live vicariously through your, your ability to run. And, um, it snowballed into you know, me flying out and surprising him for his 18th birthday, met his parents. Uh, they happen to live in San Diego. And in, at that birthday party, we said, you know what, we should race. Um, so we wound up uh, running the Carlsbad 5000 and I was absolutely hooked. Um, Liam was absolutely hooked. Um, you know, so uh, we did that through Team Hoyt San Diego um, I got to know that crew quite well. And, um, like I said, it snowballed into, uh, we wound up doing 10 races together. Um, uh, I'm also a triathlete. Um, we wound up, uh, doing a triathlon together, which just was the, I mean, blows away any Boston or New York city marathon that I've done in terms of, you know, reward sense of accomplishment um giving back and it just the exhilaration that liam gets out of running and racing um is just phenomenal so we we did wind up doing one marathon um out of those 10 plus races um uh, we did cim um uh, but you know all that's kind of been when well, I kind of it's been on hold as my you know world's been turned upside down by COVID in the last two years. So it kind of went from you know when I met you and I was 
performing at a pretty decent level as an age grouper, um, stumbled into, uh, you know, super rewarding relationship with Liam. Um, the, and that's turned into a, a great friendship with him and his parents. We, we flew to Vegas for his 21st birthday. Um, uh, we actually had a race that weekend. I had a hip thing, so I, I walked it. They raced it. Um, but it's just been super rewarding. I'd highly recommend. And I Run for Michael is is not intended to be a racing relationship. It just turned into one. That's awesome. And and it's it's something that maybe I can say I've dipped my toes into it. Not Not specifically that type of thing and having that type of relationship, but just the idea of, of running, you know, with or for someone besides yourself. You know, I, I've, I've had a couple of experiences where I've gotten to, to carry a pace flag and, um, obviously completely different type of scenario, but in that situation, like, like the race isn't about me anymore. It's about hitting the splits, doing what I need to do so that the, the people that I'm, that are counting on me to get to the finish line at a certain time to hit their goals are able to do so. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's nothing quite like, I feel like running for somebody else or, or, you know, letting somebody else, helping somebody else to experience the joy in some form or fashion. Um, but I, I, I can kind of, at least I feel like I could imagine that what you did is probably even more powerful and what so many others have done as well with running for others. Um, because it's not something that they can do on their own. And so it's really a chance to let them live, live, uh, I don't know if vicariously is quite the right word, but to do something that they can't do and, and just experience right. it. And it's, it's pretty, gotta be pretty powerful, pretty rewarding. Well, it really, I think I can speak for his um, mom and dad, Joan and Fabian. It, it really transformed his life. And they, since then, he's gone indoor skydiving. He has gone fly fishing. He's been, you know, grabbed beads at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. I mean, he's really living a full life. And, and uh, I, I like to think that I was... Uh, um, you know, part of that, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in San Diego. We see them still two, three times a year, even though we're not running together right now. Um, but his run career has blossomed and he actually did grab the unicorn, um, as he became quite popular because I, I couldn't fly to San Diego every weekend. So he's got kind of a platoon of, of, uh, runners and his parents got back into running as they, they ran, you know, when they were younger and dating. Um, so it's just, you know, been a, a fantastic, uh, relationship. And, you know, I, I describe it as you, you, you put in a nickel, you get out a dollar, um, a very little effort on my part is just so rewarding. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of, of grabbing the unicorn and, and something that we did talk about a fair bit before. Um, but in that, in that period, since, since we had talked 2016 through, through 2019, um, more Boston, Races for you, more Boston finishes, or uh, no, take a little break I, there. Um, uh, I, I I capped it at five Bostons. Um, never say never. I I think I was starting to you know age. We talked before we uh, hit the record button. Uh, age does kind of catch up to you. Uh, I'm a runner in my fifties. My times were starting to slow down, and it it just was ironic that I went up meeting Liam. You know, um, and it was super rewarding for me because it just it, it wanted kind of almost replacing the competitiveness although when i raced with liam I, I like to go fast uh in fact i think our first carlsbad the race director on the 
on the megaphone was telling me to slow down as we were entering the corner to, to, to the home stretch. But, you know, I, I wanted him to get two medals, not one. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, he, he wound up getting a, a few podiums as himself. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and, and again, you know, like, like kind of, we, we already touched on it, but what a, what a great way to kind of shift the focus. Like, Hey, maybe, maybe qualifying for Boston. And so it takes a little more out of me now at this point. Um, and, and like you said, never say never, but now I'm doing something else with, with and, and, you know, kind of the focus is a little bit different. We're running with, with Liam. Um, I mean, that's makes sense. Makes sense. I just couldn't, I could not ask if you had added some more Boston medals to your, to your, uh, locker since we had talked last time. Yeah, no, it's, it doesn't mean that I don't, um, want to get back. It's, um, you know, I ran New York. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, I think I may have ran New York after, you know, our podcast. Um, honestly, it's, um, uh, if, if, um, it, it, it'd be difficult to pick between the two, even though everything I've got is branded Boston marathon. I absolutely love New York city marathon. Um, I love the city and I think that's, uh, I should have two blogs, um, mm. seeking New York and, uh, I actually qualified for that, which is not, not easy to do, but you can actually get in with a half, half marathon qualifying time, which is how I got in. Um, but it, you know, um, super, super race. Um, I, I, I put New York right up there with some of my Boston races. Let's, let's dive into that for just a second, because that was definitely after we talked, because we would have talked about it before. Uh, and I, I, sure. I looking, looking back through the notes and, and remembering what, what I can remember, I, I don't think we touched on it at all. So, um, I feel like everybody that runs New York kind of says the same thing that you did. Like, my gosh, like just amazing. Awesome. Um, what, what's your kind of standout reason that New York was such a great race and something that, that you enjoyed as, as much as you clearly did? You know, um, First off, I, I think it starts with a love of the city. Um, my wife and I go there frequently, um, uh, you know, pre-COVID, we'd go uh, every year, um, usually around the holidays and and uh, New York City around Thanksgiving, you know, Macy's Day Parade is just, you know, insane. Uh, you know, the the crowds are insane just like they are, uh, you know, in Boston, but I think going through the boroughs mm-hmm. and over the bridges and, and, uh, it's just a insane experience. Um, you know, I, I suppose similar to Chicago, but if you've done Chicago, there's a couple of legs where you kind of go off in warehouse districts and it's like, okay, this is pretty boring and kind of a grind to get through. Uh, cause they got some, you know, um, uh, lollipop legs that go off into some weird neighborhoods. Um, but you know, similar to Chicago and that, you know, big city race, uh, yeah, you know, you feel like you're an elite athlete, you know, you're running the same streets behind the elite athletes. Um, and then ending in central park is just, you know, amazing. Right. Right. So, Fast forwarding a little bit from there and kind of getting to probably what's the meat and potatoes of today's conversation. Um, as, as 2019 is, is winding down um, and, and maybe, maybe we had started to sort of hear this thing that was happening in China that might be a, a pretty serious thing, but it wasn't, it, it, obviously, I don't think too many people thought it was going to be what it has turned out to be. At least I can certainly raise my hand and say, I didn't think it was going to be as, as big of a thing as it was, but towards the end of 2019, if you can, if you can remember back, you know, what were you, what were you looking forward to getting into 2020 running goals? I mean, what was, what was kind of, you know, 
on your on your mind or 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 things that you were striving to striving towards um before everything went upside down in the early part of 2020 well another good question i um I, I was never one to completely plot out the entire year in terms of races, you know, and I'd have two, a couple of circle the calendar races and I'd fill in, uh, you know, with other races and five K's and halves are easier to get into. Um, in December of 2019, I happened to be training for a half marathon in San Diego with Liam, um, March 15th. Um, the date sticks out in, in my head. So, uh, I wound up starting to feel sick with a lot of travel in January of 2020. Um, but I adhered to the old runner, you know, adage of if it's uh, above the neck, below the neck. <laughs> right. So if you've got a cold, then suck it up and get out there and, you know, keep running. Um, if it's flu, then you, then you curtail and you stop. So, you know, I started getting sick mid January and it was in the midst of travel to Seattle, Montreal, um, Munich and South Africa. Um, I recall actually going, coming home from South Africa and seeing people pulled out of line because the story had actually hit, you know, full stride. Um, this was end of January um, you know, saw someone pulled, you know, customs agent pulls a woman wearing a mask, clearly, you know, from some part of Asia. Um, and he's like, you look sick. And it really stuck out in my head of like, wow, this thing is well, and we had no idea what, what would, what would ensue. Um, you know, so I came home, uh, from that trip, the, the race March 15th wound up getting canceled. Like a lot of races did in the, in the first quarter of 2020. Um, you know, it was a destination race. So I was supposed to go to San Diego. My wife and I wound up going, uh, up North to Fort Collins, great little town. And, uh, just because we were going to go away for that weekend we're like, Hey, this might be the last weekend we go away. Cause I think they're going to shut things down. I felt good enough. And i you know, I'm bullheaded, stubborn, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that 13 miles for Liam. I told him I'd do it. And the next day I was, my body was just devastated. And that's, that's when I knew, Hey, this isn't a garden variety cold flow. Gotcha. So if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly and, and obviously correct me if, if I'm mistaken, um, but like you said, kind of following the whole, if it's in my head, keep going. If it's in my chest, maybe back it, back it down a little bit. Um, sounds like it was, it was mostly the, the symptoms at the beginning were then in your head. If that's, if you kept training and you kept running and, and kind of, yeah, I mean, running. it felt, it, it felt like a garden variety cold, cold, uh, more than cold flu. Um, and, um, I use the word morph a lot. Um, I don't want to burn 45 minutes going through symptoms, but it, it definitely evolved from there. Uh, including um, uh, shortness of breath, which is the you know death nail for a for a runner. Um, today I'm at a point where I, I get out of breath going downstairs to get a laundry basket. Sometimes I have episodes of gulping for air, simply watching football on the couch. Wow. Um, 
So I, I have not run distance since that weekend, March 15th of 2020. Um, I continued to work through 2020 and that's when bizarre started happening. Um, uh, I had a, a fever for a hundred days. Um, people usually do the wait. You had a hundred degree fever. I'm like, yeah, had a hundred degree fever, but I had a hundred straight days. Um, that's when, and of course, the, you start with your primary care doctors, and they're you know they had no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, it and I started having uh, neurological issues um, that have continued to morph. Um, you know, started as kind of a restless leg syndrome at night. I now have burning feet. Um, I've got fingers that have gone numb. Um, I have the benefit of having National Jewish Health in my backyard, which is a leading lung hospital in the country. Um, I wound up going to over 100 doctor appointments and hospital visits to try and get to the bottom of what was going on. Because I want to get back to training. I want to get back to racing with Liam. Um, but the challenge I had was I was such an early infection I remember the first time I sat down with a pulmonologist, probably end of March of 2020. He's like, I think you got COVID, but there are no swabs. I mean, think back to at that time in in March of 2020, there were no swabs yet. Um, So by the time I actually, you know, could, could have a swab. I mean, the, the tornado had left town. Um, I, I use that analogy a lot where, uh, it, it left devastation behind and I'm, I'm still reeling from it. Um, that culminated into, you know, after literally every lung and heart image test there is, um, they couldn't explain the shortness of breath, much less the neurological issues I was having, um, the, the gutting fatigue, um, and then brain fog is something you'll hear about with people with long COVID. It's palpable. Um, you may not notice it, but I just, everything from, you know, I get in the car to go pick up dinner for the family and I'm a block away and I don't remember where I'm going. Um, that's all led to initially filing for FMLA, um, for, you know, federal, you know, family medical leave with work. Uh, then I filed for short-term disability. And then January of this year, I filed for long-term disability. Um, so a bit ironic that I, <laughs> I race with a disabled runner and I've, I've become a disabled runner. Mm, yeah. Um, wow. I mean, so, so many, so many questions and I'm sure you have a thousand more than I do. Um, but I'm not sure how many answers, I mean, there's not a lot of answers out there, obviously, um, you know, like otherwise in theory, at least we'd, we'd be able to, to make some progress or at least have some, some knowledge of what's going on. I have to imagine that has to be maybe right up there is the most painful, most frustrating part of this whole process is just the continuing unknowing of what the heck's going on and, and what the timeline is. Yeah. The, 
the bottom line is we're still very much in a research phase of this thing. Um, I, I, I did wind up getting um, referred from National Jewish Health to Mayo Clinic. So I've now been to Mayo Clinic three times. I've been through their um, uh, post-COVID, long COVID uh, uh, treatment um, seminar clinic. Um, but the world leaders don't know. They're, they're just now beginning to kind of identify why long COVID happens. Um, yeah, there's a good article in New York Times last week that talked about kind of four markers that exist that make you more likely to, to get long COVID. I, I happen to have two of the four. Um, yeah, that being, you know, I, a previous infection with Epstein-Barr, and I think there was another one that was like inflammation markers. Um, I don't know if we touched on it last time. I'm kind of an unlikely marathoner, and then I, I've had arthritis growing up and I've been able to run, you know, through that. Um, so I think they're, they're starting to emerge some research. Um, sadly, not in the U S I think, you know, South Africa, there's a doctor, South Africa, that's kind of, you know, leading edge on long COVID Germany's doing a lot of work. Uh, there's talk about, you know, um, a micro clots is, is, you know, potentially being a contributor to this. But, you know, the baffling thing is I've literally had every lung and heart MRI there is. In fact, at one point I had a doctor, and this is the part of the frustration is, you know, a lot of people long COVID get the, well, you don't look sick or, you know, well, you know, I had a cardiologist that said, well, your, your, your heart images look fine. And he gave me this long story about a guy that had a urination problem and he's in his consult. The guy's like, Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. The doctor's like, Hey, give, uh, just a minute, you know, let's chat a bit more. And 20 minutes go by and the doctor's like, Hey, I thought you had to go to the bathroom. And this whole point of this horrible story, I'd use an expletive um, was that it was all in this guy's head. So a lot of people with long COVID, you know, get the, well, this is all in your head. And, that's just ludicrous. I mean, I'm a, I'm a type A individual at work. I was a high performer and as a software sales executive, that's completely disappeared. Um, if people think I don't want to go race with Liam, <laughs> you're crazy. So, that, you know, this isn't a ruse. Um, you know, it, it's, it's brutal. Um, there's crippling uh, mental aspects uh, you can imagine the financial hardship of losing a job, going on disability. Um, so my blog, even though the name hasn't changed, uh, I could have had three names. It could have been, you know, Seeking Liam, uh, and now it's probably Seeking Long COVID Answers. Um, so I continue to write. Uh, I continue to, you know, I poured more into my art in my blog, and just kind of illustrating my journey to raise awareness. Um is there's conservative estimates that there's probably 30% of people that get COVID get long COVID. Um, and trust me, you, you don't, you don't want what I got. <laughs> um, so I, I, not to get on a soapbox, but I, I, I think that's why I was also eager to chat with you. Um, I saw a runner that was, 
that got COVID. And at this point, you know, they're saying everybody's ultimately going to get it. And she was jumping into her Boston Marathon training. And I almost felt tempted to reach out to her, but I, I don't feel that's my place to call out runners and say, hey, don't don't train, don't race, don't run. Um, I, I do hope people hear my story and, and think twice about a long recovery and getting healthy before they would. Because I honestly think I dug a deeper hole by – continue to train in that first three months of 2020. Let's, let's dive into that. If you're willing as, as much as you're willing to, why, why do you think that the hole got deeper because you kept on keeping on? Like so many of us have been known to do myself again, in, included, uh, you know, there's been times where maybe I'd give the advice as the coach to like, Hey, you know, take a couple days, get some, get some rest, let your body heal. But you know, runners are runner, runners are runners and we've got right. our goals and, and, or we've just got our routine and like, Hey, I, I need to get my run in today. Cause that just makes everything else go better, which is probably more of my case. Um, and so, you know, there's times where it's questionable whether I should run or not, but I do. Why do you think that, that in your case, you know, look with the benefit of hindsight that maybe it made the situation quite a bit worse. Well, interesting. Um, first off, I, I would caveat that I am not an expert. Um, I continually point people to the CDC and the world health organization incredible Keyword there is credible, not podcasters. <laughs> I also am not an expert. I'm a podcaster. Yes. So yes, exactly. Um, um, and you, you don't have a former reality show where you made people eat bugs. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. lost my train of no thought. No worries. What was your question again? Um, oh, back to why I thought why I dug a hole. Maybe make it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the outcome you can't dispute. Um, you know, the last six weeks um, have probably been six of the roughest weeks I've had. So I, I don't feel I'm getting better. And I won't go into the litany of treatments, but a lot of those are symptom treatments and not, you know, dealing with root cause or, or healing. You know, I mentioned South Africa and Germany and, you know, some of the research going around well what is this um in talking to you know one of the leading experts of COVID at mayo uh, i think his personal theory at the time and I, I do subscribe to this is you know type a individuals tend to drive harder um you know i i didn't want to just run a race. I wanted a podium, age group podium. So, you know, I pushed myself in athletics and in business. I was a workaholic. Um, I mentioned working, you know, um, through a hundred day fever. I think that certainly didn't help my health issues. Um, there's a, a ton of stories out there of people that, well, I didn't feel sick and, you know, wound up either like me or, or worse. Um, there's a woman in Portland that I remembered hearing her story where same deal. She felt like she had the cold flu, went on a road trip, went running with her sister. Hey, I don't feel well, went to the hospital and, and, uh, succumbed to the illness. Um, so it's looking back, uh, especially the day after. Um, and one thing you will hear consistently about people with long COVID is, and we're not even talking athletics. I mean, I'll go to the grocery store 
And if I've got the full grocery list, it, I've had two times now where it was just an absolute nightmare where towards the end, three quarters of the way through, I'm, I'm out of breath, um, disoriented. Um, so what the experts will tell you is that, and, and there's a lot of debate about how much exercise you should, you should do and when you should introduce it. But the most consistent advice you'll hear is, you know, start with walking and, and even five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not doing that in January to March of 2020. I was still training for a half marathon. So I can't say unequivocally, but I, I honestly feel that that uh, dug a far deeper hole. Um, I wasn't taking care of my body and the rule, you know, number one rule for runners is, you know, listen to your body. Uh, I don't, I don't think I was listening. Well, and, and it's, it's certainly something that I've said before. And again, sometimes this is me saying things that I need to hear. I need to be reminded of, um, but it's so easy to forget about the fact or maybe overlook the fact that like our body is an ecosystem and yes, running is good for our health in general, but if our body is struggling with whatever fatigue, stress, other types of illness or injuries or things like that, that maybe aren't running related, but the body has to be extending resources there to fight this or to deal with whatever the situation might be in your case, you know, the, the beginning signs of COVID before you maybe even realize that that's what you had. Um, and, and yeah, we, 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 as runners, we just keep on keeping on and we, hey, I got this race in a couple of months. I got to keep putting the work in. Um, it makes it that much harder for your body to fight things off. And, and again, I don't know that there's a great question here or that there's any question here, but it's just that reminder that of the ecosystem nature of our bodies and what you, what you do it, on, on this side impacts this side. And, and it's not always right. as cut and dry as, Oh, it's just work. So it's, it's separate. Like, no, it's not, or it's just, it's just this. So it's separate. Like, no, it's, it's all interrelated and we need to sometimes, and again, myself more as much or more so than anybody needs to keep that in mind because it's, we're not as, we're not a bunch of different systems. We're all one system with different, different things going on. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, outside of COVID um, run through injury is not, something anyone will recommend right um yet something you know, a lot so, of people do what's that no one would recommend it but a lot of people will do it and again yeah i know i wear the hat no, on I, that I, sometimes I, doing my, myself included um but i also historically have yeah i've had my share of you know torn labrums and this and that and had a you know the triathlon accident and um was it 2014 um that wiped me out pretty good and you know i I approach my rehab like I approach my marathon training and you know, I follow it religiously. The challenge here is, you know, I, I have tried uh, reintroducing cardio, um, not running, um, but um, yeah, I, my wife had actually bought me a Peloton that collected dust because um, it was, I think she bought it in 2020 as, you know, uh, I don't know, Father's Day gift. And right. uh, it, it, it sat unused forever. And as I was working with a variety of doctors and hospitals, we're trying to introduce, introduce some cardio. Um, and I'm talking, you know, 15 minutes, not out of the saddle, just not, not doing the classes because that'd be too tempting. 
I, I liked the scenic tours, <laughs> you know, could pedal around uh, Europe. Um, but once again, I feel I've taken a giant step backwards. So, um, you know, it, it, it's still a, a work in progress. I, I'm, I'm now, you know, 20, 25 months into this thing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not any better. I, I, I think because I'm so driven, I haven't given, given up, but, um, you know, depression is a component of this as well. Um, I'm not embarrassed to say I, you know, I've been diagnosed with clinical depression. It's hard not to when, you know, your career's taken away and, you know, something outside of your wife and kids you love more than anything in running is taken away. It, it's, it's a mental, it's a mental challenge. Uh, before we started, I, I mentioned, you know, we're moving out of our house just to, for financial measures. Um, we've got a family member we're moving in with. Uh, we're going to rent out our house, you know, to his, I, while I'm a mature runner, I'm not, I'm not, wasn't ready, wasn't ready for retirement. So the financial picture wasn't there, but, you know, um, I'm, I'm still here, but I, I go back to my blog. That's where I, you know, I, 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 I've been on the today show. I've been on NBC nightly news. I've been on NPR. Um, as I think people need to understand, you know, that, you know, call it a cautionary tale, whatever you want, that, um, there's a lot of people like me and it's right now I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, we find something that'll, that'll move the needle, but uh, I haven't found it yet. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've mentioned a couple of times that the last, um, you know, handful of weeks or, or have been some of the worst. And, and I was going to ask if the symptoms have kind of stayed the same, if they've improved a little bit, gotten worse, clearly you've kind of answered that. I'm, I'm kind of assuming that there's not much of an answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it just in case. Is there any, any suggestion as to why things have gotten worse from, from the doctors and those that are doing some of the research? Is there any, any hypothesis as to why things have gotten worse over the, the 25 um, months? That's a great question. Denny, um, there is no answer um, because I'm dealing with some of the top experts in the world and they just don't know yet. Right. I mean, we, I, I, I keep saying, you know, we're in the research phase of this thing. There was a 60 minutes story with Anderson Cooper and uh, I think it was Cedar sinai hospital and their top two people. And they said, Fundamentally, we don't know what it is, much less how to treat it. Uh, paraphrasing, um, that was several months ago, but I think we're we're largely in the same boat. Uh, the the one thing that you know, I've, I've had a few what I call sub sub diagnoses that have um, been you know uh, put forth. Uh, neuropathy. I had a skin biopsy at Mayo last year, was negative at the time. We re-ran it just because my neuro issues have grown and morphed. It started with that restless leg, um, burning feet, 
Um, and a lot of these accelerate through the day where mornings are typically good, which is why I schedule us for the morning. As the day goes on, fatigue kicks in, the, the other symptoms kick in, more likely to be out of breath. Um, the neuropathy is you know, moved to my chest. So I now have these spasms in my chest that I've had more puzzled looks from doctors <laughs> than I can count. Um, and a lot of times they'll try and narrow down. Well, I can't really explain that, but let's try and look at the fever or let's try and, um, so they, you know, that's a long winded way of saying they, they still don't know. Um, you know, I've, I've got, um, and there's, trust me, I, I've tried the, the crazy, you know, I've, I've taken Russian antibiotics. Um, I've made the trek to Mayo three times. Uh, there's, there's a lot of studies that are starting to come out around long COVID. Uh, I think there's clarity um, there. And th they have seen this movie before. Having said all that, there are other SARS viruses. Um, and this is under the umbrella of a post-viral illness. Um, and, you know, so from that standpoint, they've seen it. Um, you'll hear the acronym MECFS, the CFS standing for chronic fatigue syndrome. Um, I've been labeled with that as well. Um, but I just, I, I've, you know, it, it's kind of like in, in running, you know, we're constantly looking for the right training plan. And, you know, um, although you find something that works, you tend to stick with it. But me personally, I, you know, I, 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 I've done the Higdon plan. Um, uh, I, I even did the Furman first <laughs> a couple of times. Um, which can get you through a race, but it wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, but I think it's, you know, I, so I'm, I'm kind of approaching the same way where I, I, I'm not giving up. I continue to uh, seek out experts um, in both a kind of a classical medical context, but also, you know, trying to tap into that research side of things um, because, you know, my corner family doctor, He's not going to have an answer. Right. She's not going to have an answer. And that's not a fault of the doctor. It's just a fact of where we are in this whole process. And, and there's more, so many more unknowns than there are knowns. And, and I mean, I hate to yeah, say Yeah. Well, I mean, think about, way. you know, name, name your, name your, name your uh, disease. I mean, um, I've, I've been doing some research on polio because I think there's a lot of parallels with, you know, particularly we won't get into the, pol the politics part of it. That, that, absolutely infuriates me with just how polarizing and political a disease has become. Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But um, when polio hit the planet, they had no idea what it was. Right. right. You know, it, it took, um, I mean, I think the first polio hit around the turn of the century, but, you know, was really ramping up in the forties, but it was 10 years later before they had the first vaccine, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it eradicated it from the planet too. Right. Yeah. It, the process just takes time. You know, you talk about other, other diseases and, and I'm no, 
again. No, so, I mean, I, I do think the other thing that I would use your platform for is, you know, please do your research. You know, as I mentioned, don't get your advice from Facebook. Um, I had a family member, a distant family member that sent my mother-in-law the horse version of ivermectin because she'd heard she'd got vaccinated. And she said, you know, you've got nanobots now and this will kill them. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, First off, I had to Google it because there is this thing called a horse bot. It's a worm. Mm. And it's, uh, so there's some lunacy out there just, um, you know, kind of going back to, especially if you're, you know, uh, your audience is runners and, you know, take care of your body. Um, and hopefully your, your, your experience will be, you know, brief. Um, if you get it, there's certainly tons of people that are asymptomatic and nothing more than a, you know, one week kind of cold flu. Yeah. But not, and, and, and like, it's, it's, that that question of scale, I guess, is is kind of le- like you know the the whole is ninety nine point seven percent or whatever the exact number is that people that are fine and you know they they have it. Some of them are sick, some are asymptomatic, but but they're fine. Um, and so we're we're, we're you know we, we just don't know. But when it's when it's point three percent, it's easy to dismiss or whatever that exact point is. Um, but clearly, those that have it, yourself being prime example for right now for today's conversation, like. This is nothing to just snub your nose at and and dismiss as oh it's just 0.3% are a little bit more sick or or you know they have other comorbidities or or other things that underline that maybe make it worse like you know who would have thought that maybe your arthritis from back in the day could have you know triggered this and and how many of those things do a lot of us have that we wouldn't think would be a trigger or at least a potential trigger um so yeah just jet it like i i don't know where i'm going with this other than it's just like it yeah, no, sucks. well, you, you, um, you're educated and you've, you've been keeping your ear to the wire, you know, comorbidities is, is something that, you know, was, a a lightning rod, uh, on a month ago, the CDC director was, you know, misquoted or didn't have the full article of hey, I, I can't remember what it was, but, you know, majority of people had these four comorbidities and, you know, and then Aaron Rodgers, you know, runs with that. And I'm like, well, that was completely out of context. You know, the fact is that, you know, 97% of the hospitalizations right now are still people that are unvaccinated. That's a fact. Right. (laughs) We're approaching 900,000 deaths. So this isn't the flu. Right. It isn't the garden variety flu. Um, And I don't know. It's, it's, uh, that, that's the frustrating part when, you know, people, you know, throw their Facebook, you know, MD at you and, and then wind up shipping you horse medicine. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, um, pivot just a little bit as we're getting close to wrapping up time, maybe end on a little bit more of a, of a positive note, although obviously it's, it's, it's a struggle and, and the struggle is going to continue and, and hopefully it, it'll be as brief as it can be. But at this point it's, it's already been 24 and a half months longer than anybody would have hoped it would have been. Um, but you know, you mentioned the depression and, and I think that that is something that a lot of us, 
uh, as runners can, can only imagine, hopefully only imagine, but, but so many of us like running is a key part of our mental health, whether it's probably not the only thing, but that's something that certainly for myself, like if I don't get a run in for, that's a why I started days, running. <laughs> yeah, right. If I don't get a run in for a couple of few days, like I'm a little bit grumpier. If it's, if it's a week, I, I may mean, kind of joke about it, but it's also kind of true. My wife will just say, Hey, go, I've got the house, go for an hour, come back and be a normal person again. Right. Um, I can only imagine how, how, I don't say this lightly, how depressed I would be if it's been two years or coming up on two years since your last run, um, you know, your last run being in March of, of 2020, if I got my numbers there straight. Um, but anyway, all that to say, what are you doing or what are you, what are you trying to do? Or what are you, what, what are you doing in to take, I don't want to say take the place of running, but to take kind of try to take care of yourself, try to take care of some of that, that mental health and, and try to fill some of that void that not being able to run for almost two years has had to have left for you. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a battle, Denny. I mean, um, I, I catch myself cause you know, even my wife, you know, it, it, I, I can tend to, I don't want to be that guy that's just Mr. Negative and complainer, but unfortunately that, that is a bit of what my life is. So I, I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, reasons to live and things that, that I can do. Um, my, my wife had a, a, uh, she's a kitchen and bath designer, owns her own company and had a conference, kind of a role reversal. I joined her on a business trip. Um, she had a conference in Santa Monica a couple, few weeks ago. We debated going because, you know, just, Omicron was everywhere and the idea of getting on a plane was scary to us, but we're like, you know what, we, we have to live right now. She's, you know, you know, carrying the, you know, financial torch for the family. Although I, I am on disability and there's some compensation for that. Um, but that's a constant kind of battle with the insurance company. But uh, there were moments where I just, I did love life. You know, I, the, the the hotel was less than a mile from the beach. They had a beachcomber bikes. You could rent out the front, um, it, you know, very little exertion. Although again, there are a couple of days where I, I went farther than I should. I paid for it that night, definitely the next day. Um, you know, but, you know, going to the ocean, um, going to the Santa Monica pier, um, have great Mexican food. I mean, so I'm still finding things in life that, you know, uh, and, you know, my, my wife and kids are, you know, mean the world to me. So spending time with family um, means a lot. I've got two aging parents and poor health. I've been able to spend more time with them and try and help them, you know, from, a, you know, as a son. So, you know, I've poured myself into, into family and just trying to find things in life that, I, I can enjoy, but, you know, unfortunately I, I've got to kind of pack it more during the day because it, mm-hmm. at night it's kind of the witching hour and inevitably, I mean, sadly, I mean, there's, I haven't had a good day in two years. <laughs> I mean, it, so this isn't, yeah, I'll go a few days and feel okay. You know, the, the, the devil turns up knobs, two or three knobs every day by the end of the day, you know, there's days that are worse, but there are, so it it is tough. Um, you know, but I, 
I think the, my, my marathoner mentality and resolve is, has helped me, um, with his journey. And, you know, I'm still holding hope that there's, you know, I'll keep chasing, chasing answers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that, that hope piece is where we'll kind of wrap, wrap things up, uh, for today. And, and something that I think is new since, since we chatted last time, maybe not, I, I, I didn't make it all the way to the end of our first, our first conversation and, and listening to you to refresh back just enough to kind of get me in my mind in the right place. But all that to say, the, the last question I ask these days, I call it the philosophical question. Um, not trying to get too deep into philosophy, but just kind of something that's relatively open-ended. And, and um, I usually have a, a choice of three or four questions that I go from, but sometimes the way the conversation unfolds, I, I go off script and that's what I'm going to do today. And, and um, you know, like you said, having, having that hope, looking, looking forward uh, that, that something's going to happen for the positive. Um, and you mentioned earlier that the, that the goal is still to get back in, and run again. And, and I'm, I'm just kind of curious and, and kind of the, the closing up shop question for today, what one thing, two things, um, whatever, as many as you want to give, as many as you might have, what are you looking forward to most about being able to put some shoes on, head out the door and go knock out two, three, four miles? No big deal. Just like you, just like you could have done and, and did do hundreds of days prior to 2020. Right. Well, I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. I'll, I'll maybe I answered a couple different ways that, um, one is, you know, believe it or not, it, you know, I've, I've put running a bit on the back burner because it's, it, I'm more concerned about mortality, honestly, yeah. than, than pinning a bib on, um, you know, early on, it would bother me to go by the parks where I would train in. Um, and it's still, you know, I, I, I'll, I, I rubberneck runners on the road all the time. Like, Oh, she, you know, she's got good form or, you know, what's she doing with her legs or, you know, right. what's he doing there? You know, um, um, you know, but I think running is something that gives me a goal to get back to. Um, uh, but I, I think there's there's two bits of you know philosophy or advice that from two people. One was a, a, a good friend that had gone through a loss of a daughter tragically, um, and he just seemed to be at peace and doing remarkably well. And he said, "Ty, everything can be solved with time and money." So that's that's one thing that you know I tell my kids all the time. In this case, I, money, yeah, although going to Mayo is not cheap, but um, you know, I, time will hopefully, you know, right. um, help, but the, not funny, but the more interesting or colorful piece of it. I got advice. I got was ironically from a case manager of my disability and she could tell I was just super stressed about this being extended because they, you know, they review it, it seems like every two, three months. So your head's on a swivel. Is this going to go away? She could tell I was super stressed and she said, Time, I tell you something my mom told me. Don't go borrowing trouble. And it really stuck with me. And her point was don't go worrying about things that haven't happened. Um so I, I you know, I try and weave that, you know, those kind of philosophies into you know my day um to, to keep me going. And like I said, I you know writing and 
illustrating, you know, I've done a lot of illustrations on just kind of my COVID journey, the COVID monster. And it's just like going to a therapist. And for me, it's therapy. Um, it's cheaper um, just to chat about what I'm going through. And so, you know, I continue to write, uh, even though the monoc- the blog name is still seekingbossamarathon.com. I think it's a metaphor for seeking greatness. And for me, it's, it's always wanting to get back to the, uh, the start line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But not, not that it's a great place to wrap up, but I feel like, uh, it's as good a place as we're going to get to wrap up. And, and I just want to, want to thank you for, for sharing, uh, and being vulnerable, opening up, um, y'all listening, seeking Boston Once again, is the website, uh, blog, all, all of the things there, home base on Instagram at seeking Boston marathon, Twitter at seeking Boston 26 MI for 26 miles, obviously, uh, episode 230 dot slash two thirty. If you want to hear the first version and if you want anything that we talked about today, links in the whole nine, uh, disruns.com slash one zero, uh, two, four to get you back to the show notes for today. Uh, Ty, again, thank you for, for making the time. Uh, thank you for, um, being willing to put yourself out there and, and share what is, is clearly not a pleasant, a pleasant part of your, your life story. Um, a, a pleasant two years, hopefully not a whole lot longer before things start to take a turn for the good. Um, and when they do, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to have some belief for you that they are going to, when, when they do take a turn for the good and, and you're back to getting out there and getting some miles in, um, I hope you'll come back and, and join us and we can, we can, uh, do a round three at some point, but until then, please, please continue to keep up the, the, the hope, please continue to, to keep doing what you can. Uh, if there's anything that we can do to support along the way, uh, happy to, to do so. Um, but thank you again for the time today, my friend, glad to reconnect on the, although I wish the circumstances were better and hopefully the next time we do, they will be, um, but nothing but the best for you, my friend. Yeah, no, I draw strength from my, my online friends. So I, I, I'm grateful they haven't left, you know, my channels and droves. Um, I've got a, a lot of good friends. I, some I've met in person that have, you know, continue to cheer for me. And I, I that, that means the world to me. It, 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 it helps me a lot. So appreciate that. All righty then. Thanks y'all for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. A little more somber than usual, but, uh, you know, sometimes these are the, these are, this is real life, right? This is, this is the real story. And, uh, thanks for, for taking the time to listen to it. I, I, I don't know if saying, I hope you enjoyed it is quite the right way of saying it, but hope that, uh, this episode maybe touched you or, uh, you know, hit home with you or made you think as, as much as any episode, certainly as much as it did with me. Uh, and, and as per usual, be curious to know what your takeaway was from today. What was, what was something that stood out to you or kind of a, Oh wow. Or, or whatever the case might be from today's conversation between Ty and myself. Um, for me, this is, this is one of those episodes and we have these every so often. I, and I don't necessarily try to plan for them. Um, I mean, I kind of knew today's was going to be, or at least I expected today's was going to be a little bit kind of like it, it turned out to be. Um, but this is just one of those episodes where I don't know that this was ever specifically mentioned by, by Ty or myself at any point, but just one of those reminders that, you know, like, and it's, it's cliche, but it's real, right? You, you never know. You never know what might happen tomorrow. You never know if today's run is going to be the last one. And hopefully, in, you know, certainly hopefully in Ty's case, hopefully in all of our cases, um, our, our next run is, is not our last one. Our, our most recent run is not our last one. Hopefully there's, there's many more miles, many more races, many more, um, whatever, whatever you enjoy I- I- as far as running is concerned in the future. Um, 
but but I think it's probably safe to say that Ty didn't e- expect that when he ran that that virtual thirteen point one in March of twenty twenty that it would be you know going in on two years uh, with no runs since then. Just like I I don't think I hope I certainly hope, but I don't think that my run this morning was my last run. Um, I'm sure that you don't think that your most recent run, maybe the run you're on right now is your last run. And again, hopefully for, for all of us, Ty absolutely included, that's not the case, but life happens sometimes. And sometimes life happens is the schedule gets disrupted or the alarm clock doesn't go off or, or whatever relatively minor things in the, in the big picture. Uh, sometimes life happening is a lot more major and, um, I mean, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine, and, and I'm so thankful uh, for Ty's willingness to, to come on the show and, and, and just be real and honest. And I, I hope that you appreciated it, and, and it really just makes me remember and appreciate you know, the, the quote-unquote boring five miles through my neighborhood this morning, or five and a half, if, who's counting. Um, but but that, that boring, mundane, monotonous, typical run with my dog, you know, I'd rather like, I, I don't always appreciate those, those, those mornings as much as I should. Um, but if they were taken away from me, by God, would I, would I long for them again? And like I said, this, this episode and these that we have every so often are just reminders that every run is special. Even if it seems kind of mundane, seems kind of ho-hum, uh, seems kind of same old, same old beats the alternative beats the alternative. Uh, so again, certainly, uh, wishing Ty nothing but the best and, and hoping that, uh, he's able to, he, he and the doctors are able to figure out a solution, a remedy, a cure for his long COVID and that he can get back out there and, and join us, um, you know, literally and or metaphorically in pursuing the sport that he loves just as much as we do. So, Oh, wow. Anyway, that was me. That's what stood out to me. That was my takeaway. What about you? Did, did you have something similar? Something maybe more specific from the conversation that, that stood out? Uh, as always, if you're willing to share, I'd love to hear it. At Disruns on Twitter, at Disruns on Instagram. You can slide into the DMs and, and let me know there, or you can just tag me in a post. That works too. Uh, you can also send an email, Disruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head back over to the show notes for today, which you can get to at Disruns.com slash 1024, Disruns.com slash 1024. Uh, Links, photos, the whole nine, as per usual, will be all there. Uh, And there's that comment section down at the bottom, and you can leave your thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways there as well. Uh, Last but not least, one one last call for this week. We got got some more sponsored episodes from uh, Victory Co. on the way. Uh, But thanks to Amy and the crew for for sponsoring this episode. And um, really a cool idea, if I I may say so myself. I mean, not going to lie. I'm probably not the target market, you know, charm bracelets, not exactly my thing, but, uh, that doesn't mean it's not a good idea. It's just not, a, not something that's necessarily for me, but if, if the idea of, you know, being ha- able to have a bracelet and kind of embracing those finish line feelings and the, the warm fuzzies and, you know, being able to look down and be like, Oh yeah, you know, such and such a race, because again, it's all customizable. They, they, they make it for you. It's not just, there's a standard form of marathon or half marathon or whatever. It's specific races. You can customize it as much as you want. And uh, just to, to maybe relive those memories, keep them fresh in your mind, and be able to take them with you everywhere without having to lug the big metal off the wall. Um, really cool idea. And hope you'll check it out at Create My Victory on Instagram or createmyvictory.com. Don't forget, Diz Runs, 
is the is the coupon code. Use that at checkout. Save yourself 15%. So that will go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for, for listening, taking the time. Uh, again, saying I hope you enjoyed it. May not be quite right, but hope it was hope it was a good listen, something to, to get you thinking a little bit, maybe make you appreciate some of those the, the, the monotony that running can bring with it once in a while. And if it, if it did anything, if it spurred any feelings and you're willing to hit that share button, would always appreciate it. Uh, help spread the word. And, um, you know, whatever platform of choice you're willing to do that is always appreciated. Until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? Later, y'all.